It's Thanksgiving week. This is always a wonderful and delightful time. And I'm glad you're here in the house of the Lord on this Sunday morning. Amen. Let's see what the Lord has in store for us from his word today. Luke chapter 17 is our youth are being dismissed to their classroom this morning. We will look into Luke chapter 17 and begin with verse number 12. And I'll read down through verse 19 of Luke chapter 17. Amen, amen. Luke 17, verse 12. And as he entered into a certain village, there met ten men that were lepers which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go and show yourself unto the priest. Now I want you to pay attention that Jesus tells them, Go and show yourself to the priest. Now you're going to see here in just a little bit that Jesus did not bypass the normal movement of law in order for his healing or for their healing to be fulfilled. He tells them, go and show thyself to the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, in obedience, as they went, they were cleansed. Everybody say cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They're not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. I'm going to speak to you for a little bit this morning on the subject from thankfulness to wholeness. From thankfulness to wholeness. Could we pray that the Lord would help us this morning? as we dig into his word and see what he wants to speak into our hearts this morning. Would you just join with me in prayer right now? Father, we need you this morning as we open the word of the Lord and as we dig into your word, as your word speaks into our heart and lives this morning, Lord, I pray for every heart and every life, every person in the room this morning, Lord, that there would be a connection between heaven and our hearts, between my words and our mind this morning, Lord, that... What you have impacted me with yesterday, Lord, could rest upon the hearers this morning and that, Lord, they would be moved and touched by the gift of heaven. I pray this morning in Jesus' name. Let everybody say amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I read a story of an elderly woman named Adele Gabori, 
she was from Worcester, Massachusetts. One of her brothers had told the police that he believed that she had gone into the nursing home. That's a pretty distanted family. And her neighbors, believing that, began to watch her property. One neighbor started paying her grandson $10 twice a month to mow the neighbor's lawn. That's a nice neighbor. Another neighbor noticed that the mail wasn't fitting into the mail slot, so he went over and shimmied the door, and hundreds of pieces of mail fell out. He notified the authorities, and they stopped the mail delivery. Later, somebody else noticed that the house pipes had frozen in the wintertime and that there was water spilling out of the house, so the utility company was called to shut off the water. Now, almost four years has passed, and the police finally decided to investigate the house because of possible health hazards. And when they went into the house, they were shocked to find that Adele's body was inside and had been there for four years. The Washington Post reported that police believed that she had died of natural causes four years previous. The issue here is that she had died and nobody had even recognized that she had died. There could be so many things that could be said about that. Life just seemed to go on and everything seemed to be so normal. Yet inside this home was a dead lady. Death lay inside, but nobody even knew. In contrast to this story, I was reminded of Leviticus chapter 14 that tells us about a disease that is called leprosy. The disease of leprosy was very strange in that it was, it was an internal disease that showed up with external symptoms. But by the time that the symptoms had arrived on the exterior, death was literally living inside of the human body. This disease, you couldn't miss the fact once the symptoms began that the disease was, was prevalent. Those who had leprosy were they were dying inside and out. It, it was obvious because of the disfigurement of their bodies, leprosy. It first was noticed with specks around the eyelids and in the palms of their hands gradually spreading through the entire body. One of the effects of the disease was that, was that it destroyed the nerve endings and the victim couldn't any longer feel pain. They couldn't realize that they burned themselves or that they had broken a bone. Thus, they, they ended up damaging or destroying other parts of their body without even realizing. It was a horrible way to live and certainly a horrible way to die. And although leprosy wasn't excessively contagious, there were some possibilities of infection, so Lepers were social outcasts. They were forced to live outside of the community. 
They were pushed outside of the camp. They were exiled to the exterior of the city. They couldn't live inside the city. They had to be outside the city gates. And it was only the benevolence of people that would go to where they were to take care of them. They were put there and would starve if it wasn't for the benevolency of the city to come to where they are. There are instances in Scripture where there were four leprous men at the outside of the gate. And they relied on the benevolency of the city. And when the city became in famine, the lepers were doomed to die. Now, there were other diseases that a person could have. That wasn't the only disease of the day, but no other disease was treated quite like leprosy. You, you could, could suffer from the indignities of the flu. You could have an infection or you could be paralyzed. You could have cancer or heart disease. But none of these diseases would require you to go to the priest to offer sacrifice for cleansing. Only lepers were required to do this. They were required to show themselves to the priest. Only lepers. Leprosy called for the person who had been healed to go and show themselves to the priest. There were, there were remedies. There were things that they could do. People could be healed from leprosy. It was not a, an absolute death sentence, but it was rare that one would be healed. But if one was healed, there, there, was, there was something that they could do. There was a way that they could recover. Leprosy called for the person that had been healed of leprosy to go before the priest. They, they had to shave their head. They were required to bathe their bodies. That was a good thing. And they were required to make sacrifices while they were there. Leprosy is the only disease that called for the leper to come into the presence of God and ask for cleansing. They could be healed, but they could not be cleansed unless they came before the Lord in the tabernacle. Can, can I talk to you just for a little bit about why I am supposing that leprosy is a perfect type of sin? Because while many people live in sin, they think that there is no way out of sin. But I came this morning to remind everybody in this congregation that no matter how far you have gone or how bad the symptoms of sin are or how deep in the addiction one may be, there is still a way out of sin. You can't do it on your own. You can't do it without the help of the Lord. And when you find that help, you cannot do it without having a relationship with the house of the Lord. The leper had to go and show himself to the priest to be proven that he had been cleansed. I believe that this is speaking to the church today in where we live. Maybe we need to get 
back to looking a little closer and a little deeper into the act of repentance and really turning away from a life of sin and walking away from the old path that we once have trod and deciding to turn our life around and maybe we need to get back to the point of proving ourselves that we truly have repented and truly have been cleansed. But I come this morning to tell you that while God is faithful and just to forgive sin, the only way that one can be truly cleansed from sin is that the blood of Jesus is applied to your life through water baptism in His name. I could preach on a little while about His name today and about the power of baptism in the name, but I want to stay with my topic this morning. Leprosy in Scripture is a perfect type of sin. Just as leprosy will leave its mark by distinctive scarring, sin will also leave its mark by the scars that will haunt people for the rest of their life. They can be healed, they can be cleansed, they can be saved, but can I tell you today that the scars of sin can remain. The scars of sin can do a lot of damage. It causes people to look at us differently. It causes us to look at ourselves differently. It causes our outlook and our inlook to both be much different than oftentimes perhaps it should be. Our text describes a scene of ten lepers being miraculously healed by the spoken word of the Lord and only one of them returned with thanksgiving. I wanted to somehow today uh, preach a thanksgiving message and as I was asking the Lord for help and guidance and was spending some time yesterday in reflection and study on the word of God, I was reminded of this passage and how that There were ten that were cleansed, but only one that was thankful enough to return to remember where that he had been. Can I preach for a few moments today about the spirit and attitude of thankfulness? Uh, The reward of thanksgiving was that the leper was not only healed, but that the leper was made whole. Well, I know that this is nothing new and it's nothing that you don't that you haven't heard before and perhaps it's old hat to some of you today but can I take a little time to remind you of how it fits into where we are today there was one that returned with thanksgiving there was nine that walked away without a thankful heart can I preach a little bit about a thankful heart to you this morning and tell you that when you remember where you've been it's a whole lot easier to turn around and say thank Thank you to the one that has redeemed you. I'll go a little further this morning and say that sometimes our pause to say thank you to the Lord is more for us than it is for Him. Because it is a reminder to us and to everybody around us that we remember where we have been. We remember the pit from which we were digged. We remember how deep we were in sin. We remember how miserable our life once was. We remember how we were caught in the trap of sin, in the bondage of sin. But now today, thank God, we have been set free by the blood of Jesus. Could it be that during this Thanksgiving season that we need to pause for a little while, maybe even this morning, to remember what the Lord has done for us? When you think you have nothing to be thankful for, you just need to look over your life one more time. 
When you think of where you've been, you know why people become unthankful and they become unholy? It's because they forget where they have been. But when we go back to the Lord and remind the Lord, we're reminding ourselves, thank you, Lord, from where you brought me from. Thank you, God, for where you kept me from. Thank you, Lord, for every test and every trial that you brought me through. It's a good reminder to us. And I want to tie a little parallel in this morning. I believe that there are a lot of healed people in the church. There are a lot of saved people in the church, but you're living with the scars of sin. And the reason that you're living with the scars of sin is because like the nine, we forget where we came from and we walk away from it. And I don't want to be reminded. Don't talk to me about it. Don't tell me where I've been. I just want to forget about it and put the past behind me and think about where I'm going. But to the one that goes back and says, Lord, I was a mighty long way away from you and I need turned around and I need it changed. I want to tell you it changes your mindset. It changes your outlook. It changes where you're going. Thankfulness will bring wholeness in your life. There's some things in life that you will never get beyond until you deal with your issues. I agree, there are a lot of things that are better left alone. Brother Price used to have a saying that he would say to me often in, in, in my earlier relationship with him. It would, it would make me laugh every time he would speak it, and I won't share it because it, uh, it might be a little distasteful in some of your, in, in some of your minds. But in a nutshell, uh, he would tell me some things are better left alone because there's some things that if you stir, they just stink. He said, some things are better left alone. Just walk away from it and leave it. Don't mess with it. Just ignore it and walk away from it. And when people get mad at you because they think you're not dealing with it, you just keep on walking because you go back to it. All it's going to do is create a bigger stink than what's already been created. There's some things you're better off to walk away from. But can I tell you this morning that when it comes to our redemption and when it comes to what God has done for us and when it comes for how he brought us out, we need to go back and revisit the place where he brought us from once in a while and say, God, I'm reminded today of where I've been. I'm reminded today of what you brought me out of. I'm reminded today of what you have kept me from and I want you to know I thank you, Lord, because you saved me. I thank you, Lord, because you brought me out. I thank you, Lord, because you forgave me. I thank you, Lord, because you saved me. I'm going to tell you what happens. Sometimes when we go back, it may stir up some old things that we wish we could forget about. There's some old things we want to put behind us and we wonder why do these things keep open, opening up in my life? Why do these things we keep having to go back and revisit? I tell you why. It's because God is trying to heal you and not just surface over the outside and say, look how pretty they are on the outside, but they're still carrying the baggage of sin. Would somebody this morning become thankful enough to go back to where you were and say, God, thank you. I see myself. I see where I would be without you. Thank you, Lord. And when we do so, we are beginning the process of wholeness. Because your wholeness, the leper's wholeness, only happened because he returned to thank the Lord 
for his past. Thank you that you delivered me from the mess I was in. Thank you that you healed me from leprosy. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done. I got a feeling that we would probably be a whole lot less judgmental of others if we truly could remember where the Lord brought us from. I got a feeling we would be a whole lot judgmental of others if we would really consider where we would be if the Lord hadn't saved us. I, I got a feeling that the Lord, that, that, that when we return with thanksgiving, it sends a message that we know where we would be without his help. And it's worth the time to remind him of how we feel. Well, the Lord knows how I feel. Yes, he does. I'm guessing he knew that all ten of the lepers really were thankful. But the one that returned got an extra bonus. The bonus of the one that returned was not that he was healed. The other were healed, could go and show themselves to the priest. If the priest looked at them and they were truly no longer had leprosy, the, the priest would declare them clean and they were clean and they could go about their living. They could go about life. They could go back into the community. They could go and do things, but everywhere they went, it was that their fingertips that had been marred by leprosy. It was their eyelids that had been eaten off by leprosy. It was their ears that had been affected by leprosy their face their they, they, they looked different they were they were affected but yet they were healed and they could go on but as they went on everybody could look and know that person was a leper he has been cleansed he has been cleansed by the priest he can come back to into society he can live normal but look at this but I'm going to tell you the man or woman that goes back to the Lord on a continual basis and says thank you Lord the Lord says that's a person that I'm going to do more than just just heal. I'm going to make you whole. That means those disfigured fingers are going to come back together. Those ears are going to grow back to normal. Those eyelids are going to come back to normal. Things are going to be made whole in your life. I believe that it is your thankfulness that brings about your wholeness. There are a lot of healed people in the church. But I want to ask you a question this morning. Have you been made whole? Leprosy begins around the eyelids. It was the first thing that was affected. The first, the first notice was these areas around the eyelids, and it marred the vision of the leper. Now, I don't want to get too much into the parallel, but I want to tell you something. When you don't live right, it's real easy for your vision and your perception to be marred. I'm going to go a little further. There are a lot of people that are saved, sanctified, and set free. I want the church to listen to me real, real carefully right now because I'm speaking some things that some of you really need to hear. There are some people, even in the church, that's right, even in the church that have been saved. They speak words as if they are thankful, but they have never gone back to deal with the root of the problem. 
They have a history that nobody in the church even knows about. But if you knew about it, it would cause your skin to flake. Oh, they can put a great front on. You can think they're the most wonderful, complimenting, kind, generous person in the world. But you don't know where they came from. Oh, they've been living for God for many, many years, of course, and they're saved. Yes, they are. But they never dealt with their issue. And when they fail to deal with the issue, their vision is blurred. So they become cynical and they become, they become arrogant in their own way of humility. It is actually not humble at all. It is actually criticism and self-righteousness in comparing others to themselves and how wonderful and righteous and holy and godly they are. But they have a history that they never dealt with because their vision was blurred and they never went back to become whole. They're healed. But their vision has never yet. So when they see, they're seeing through the cloud, through the cloudy, everything in life is disfigured. Everything in life looks abnormal and it becomes normal to them and to those in leadership for those who are living right. They even appear to be in some cloudy manner. It is a matter of perception Because they never went back to get whole. And they wonder why they're not leading. And they wonder why they're not making decisions in the church. It's because they never got whole. They hardly went beyond getting healed. And there's a difference in healed and whole. Be careful who you take direction from. Be careful who you partner with. Be careful who your friends are. I hope you're listening to me this morning. Be careful because people can get healed and praise God for their healing, but they never go back to the point of the Lord speaking wholeness in their life. The leper's thanksgiving The Lord said, your faith has made you whole. That tells me that there is the possibility of one who has had blurred vision to be made clear. I don't count people out just because they've lived in sin. I don't count people out because they've fallen. I don't count people out because they made a mistake. I still believe in restoration. I still believe in a God of grace and mercy. I still believe in a God that can bring people back together. But we cannot just believe in it. But we've got to understand that we've got to go back to him with thanksgiving. Don't forget where we are before you start judging somebody else. You better remember the mess you were in that nobody knows about but you and God. And you hid it from the world. And now you go on like everything's fine and dandy. Don't forget where you were or you will become sick. Cynical of those that are living right. And it's a matter of your vision being blurred because of your unthankfulness. 
Your thankfulness, ladies and gentlemen, opens the door to being made whole. If you want to be made whole, don't be afraid to visit in prayer, to visit in worship the place you have been and say, thank God. Thank God I've been saved. Thank God I've been delivered. Thank God I've been set free. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. Don't let me forget the pit from which I was dug. The second thing leprosy affects is leprosy affects the hands. Leprosy affects good works. And a lot of people fail to understand this because the lepers were cast out of society. They were banished from those whom they loved. They were diminished to begging for their very own existence. We're talking about people who once had good works. They may have had a good work ethic. They may have been a good person in every way. But now their hands have been marred. Their works have been marred. And now what appears on the surface to be good works may not at all be what their good works were intended to be. There was a time when they were welcome into the city, but now they cry unclean. The lepers suffered a loss of identity. The names of the, lef- of, of the lepers were rarely mentioned. Only one leper that I find in Scripture, Naaman by name, that was a leper. We don't find a lot of the names of lepers. We find only that they were a leper because leprosy destroys your identity. Lepers lost their dignity. They were outcast. They couldn't be part of the social climate. Leprosy was repulsive. Everything that a leper touched was defiled and was considered unclean until it had been gone through the process. It had to be burned and destroyed. But I came this morning to remind you that no matter how you feel, how deep you feel you have been, how far you have gone, what you have done, can I tell you this morning that through your attitude and spirit of thanksgiving, there is a, that you can be made whole. There is a difference. There is a difference in justification and thanksgiving. If you justify everything sin in your life, if you justify everything that you have ever done and say, I did it because the devil made me do it. It was his fault. It was her fault. It was their fault. It was somebody else's fault. It was because of the way I was raised. It was because of my upbringing. It's the church's fault. It's the preacher's fault. It's my friend's fault. You're never going to get anywhere toward wholeness. But when we get big enough to take responsibility and when we become thankful to the point of saying, God, I'm a sinner. I need your help. I see where I have been. I believe that your thankfulness can restore the shattered and broken parts of your life. I believe that God truly can put a life back together. I believe that God can truly change a life. How many of you remember where you were before the Lord found you? How many of you remember the messes you got yourself into and you remember when the Lord reached down and brought you out of that mess you were in? Although it was near impossible 
And although very few survived it, God always had a plan in mind for lepers. And I came this morning to tell you that God has always had a plan in mind for sinners. Just because somebody, I, I, I came on pretty strong to you a few minutes ago trying to speak to some of you who are being affected by criticism and negativity of certain individuals that are living with a marred past that have never fixed it, that have never made it right. But I want to tell you this morning, don't give up. It's never too late to go back to the Lord. It didn't say how far the lepers had traveled. It didn't say how many days journey they had gone. But when there was one went back to him with thanksgiving, he said, you can be whole. There was nine others. The Bible never records it, but I got a feeling that if one of those nine ever saw themselves and understood, hey, I need to go back and say thank you to the one that that healed me. If they went back, they too could get their healing. I come preaching to somebody today and telling you, you've never gone too far. Oh, it's Thanksgiving season. Remember where you've been. Remember where the Lord brought you from. Remember what the Lord has kept you from. Go back there and say thank you Lord for your blessings in my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for changing my life. Thank you for saving me and keeping me. Why don't we just take a moment and do that right where we are. Come on lift your hands all over the room and let's just talk to the Lord. Would somebody lift up their voice in thanksgiving unto the Lord this morning. Oh we thank you Jesus. Oh we thank you Lord. We thank you Lord. We thank you, Lord. The cleansing of leprosy wasn't a simple plan. As a matter of fact, it was a very elaborate plan. But why? Why would God go go to such extents to go through and require such an elaborate ceremony for this one simple disease while others had no such law? It was because leprosy represented sin. And it wasn't just some simple plan to save man. It was more than just believe and be saved. But it was a plan that took our Savior to the cross. It was an elaborate plan. It was a plan that required blood redemption. It was a plan that caused him to bleed and die and suffer on a cross. It was an elaborate plan to save you and I. It was a plan that shook earth. It was a plan that moved heaven. It was a plan that caused a tomb to be rolled away. It was was an elaborate plan that, that created an ascension into heaven. It was an elaborate plan with a promise of a future for you and I. I come this morning to tell you that like the elaborate plan of leprosy to be cleansed by the priest. The Lord made an elaborate plan for you because he loves you enough to say I'll go to the extent for you because there is hope for you. There is restoration for you. There is recovery for you. God used leprosy as an object lesson. Ephesians chapter 4 says having our understanding darkened being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, being of the blindness of the heart. Notice blindness of the heart, verse 19. Who being past feeling, notice the sensitivity here, have given themselves over to lascivious, uh, lasciviousness 
to work all uncleanliness. It is sin, ladies and gentlemen, is so clearly defined in the image of leprosy. Like leprosy, sin starts out in a small spot in a life and spreads throughout our being. People will say things like, it isn't really an addiction. I, I just, it's just for a small amount of pleasure. It's for a short time. I can handle it. It's not going to overcome me. It's just a small thing. I need to do this. I need to play the game this way to survive in the business world. I need to do this to get by. And it goes on and on and on. And the little compromises grow into big sins until they deaden our consciousness. And like leprosy, sin spreads throughout our lives and we become insensitive to the things of God. And when we come into his presence and the Lord speaks healing, we ask the Lord often about healing. We talk a lot around here about healing. We anoint with oil and believe that God heals. There is a lot of people that have been healed but have not been made whole. This would be a good season to move into wholeness. To say, God, I've got to go beyond just being healed. I've got to go beyond just being touched. I've got to go beyond just a moment of speaking in other tongues. But I've got to get to a point where I get down to business with you and the old person that I was, the old person that I've been, the old mess that I've been in. God, you're going to get it out of me. You're going to get it behind me. You're going to let wholeness come. My vision is going to be healed. My works are going to be healed. And God, my sensitivity is going to be returned and I close with this this morning Leviticus 14 offers a ray of hope the law said the leper could be healed and the leper could be cleansed one of the oddities of this text is that the leper would that would be healed of leprosy still wasn't cleansed but in order to be cleansed, he shows himself to the priest. But the Lord said in Luke 17 to those that he healed to go show themselves to be cleansed. But their thankfulness would bring about their wholeness. Their remembrance and thanksgiving to the Lord would bring about the wholeness and the full recovery of everything that they had lost. We can get the music just right, and we can sing it just right, and talk about getting back all the things the devil stole from us. We get excited and want to dance and shout about it. But can I come at a little different angle this morning and tell you that the Lord wants to restore everything in your life that sin has taken away, everything in your life that the devil has destroyed. God wants to put back in your life, but it's not going to come through the dance. Dancing's good. It's not going to come through rejoicing, and rejoicing is good. But your recovery, your your true wholeness is going to come when you get thankful enough to the Lord to go back to him and talk to him about, God, I remember what you brought me out of. I remember the leprosy that I was in. Thank you, Jesus. I, I'm not too far away from it. I, it's been a long time since you did it, but I'm not too far removed from it. God, I remember where you've been. And the Lord says, that's a man. That's a woman that I can make whole. That's a person that I can make whole. That's a person I can do something with. I 
back and restore their sensitivity to the things of God. If you're struggling with your sensitivity and not sure where God is, you need to go back with thankfulness and say, God, remember where I was. I see myself where I was. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Here's what David said. Cleanse me, O God. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. David was asking of God to do what he could not do for himself. I feel like that's what God wants to do for somebody today. I want to remind you that in the tabernacle there were sacrifices and offerings from almost everything imaginable. There was a sacrificial lamb. There were turtle doves. There were oxen. There were bulls. There were goats. There were male lambs. There were ewe lambs. There were burnt offerings. There were sin offerings. And there were drink offerings. And there were meat offerings. And there were blood sacrifices. And they were all offered for different reasons. But for leprosy, it was different from anything else. Because if a man had been healed of leprosy, he had to go and show himself to the priest. I come this morning to tell you that there's only one thing you can do for sin. You've got to bring yourself before the Lord and declare to him, Lord, here I am. Here I am. If you've been cleansed and you want to be made whole this morning, you need to come to him and say, God, here I am. I'm returning back to the same place I was when I was healed. I'm right before you. I'm right back at your feet thanking you for my healing and believe in you, Lord, that you're going to speak a word of wholeness into my life. Stand with me all over the room this morning. I want you to know today that there is a high priest in the house. And he's still cleansing lepers. And he's still making people whole. You can be cleansed today. And you can be made whole today. I believe that when you come to him with thanksgiving for where he has brought you from, that he will speak wholeness into your life. And he will restore back everything in your life that the enemy has taken from you. He can restore your vision. He can restore your good works. Your reputation. And He can restore your sensitivity to the things of the Spirit. That once again, although it's been a while since you felt the sense in, with sensitivity the move into the Spirit that you knew what God was doing in a service, that you recognized where God is and what God is doing. You see, people who are not whole, they become cynical to the moving of the Spirit because they're not sensitive to it. They'll be against it. They'll be in opposition of it. They can walk out the door on it and not be affected by it whatsoever. Insensitive people can walk out on an altar service and as if it was just the close of service. But those that have been made whole understand that this is not the close of service but this is the apex this is the most important moment because there are souls and lives and futures that are at stake at this moment Sister Cheryl begins to sing softly 
I open these altars this morning. First, I appeal to those that may be in the house today. And you need to be cleansed from the sin in your life. I want you to know there's a Savior here this morning that's reaching from you, reaching for you. He wants to cleanse you. Come show yourself to the priest today. He'll cleanse you. Or maybe today my second appeal is for those that you've been saved, sanctified, and set free. But you need to return to him again and say, Lord, make me, make me whole. Make me whole. I can't live with a marred man that I used to be. The damages that sin has done to me, I need to be made whole. Make me whole, Lord. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. The church is moving forward. Would you like to join them now? The priest is in the house today. He's making a way for you. He's making a way for you. Come on, make that transition. It's the Thanksgiving season. Move into wholeness. This is the best time for you to move to wholeness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for where you brought me from. Don't let me forget the filthy rags that I once wore. Don't let me forget, God, the sin that I was once in. Deliver me, God. the bread. 